Thanks for listening to another episode of the Shooting Jays podcast. I'm Jessica, alongside my host, Stephen Thompson. How are you doing today, Steve? Doing good. How about you? It's getting closer, so more exciting by the day. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I'm excited. We have a special guest today. He's the Celtics beat reporter for Mass Live, and he's the host of the Locked On Celtics podcast, John Perales. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. We're getting closer, right? Getting more excited. Slowly but surely, we're getting back to basketball. As crazy as it is and as divisive as it seems to be, we're, we're getting there. So, now, can you just take us a little bit, because you know more about this. Um, what exactly is the NBA bubble going to look like for the players? So, basically, it's they, they prefer to call it a campus. We all call it a bubble. It's, it's something that they call it stuck. But the NBA is kind of calling it a campus. And it, it's basically what it is. It's, it's three Disney vacation hotels, whatever their vacation – arm is there's three hotels that uh these guys can stay in and it's uh, basically seven seven teams one of them's got eight teams i think uh and it's it's a little bit restrictive you 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 can't like you're not supposed to go uh hang out in people's rooms it's you're not supposed to like marcus smart's not supposed to go hang out with you know chris paul in the okc hotel like he's, you're not supposed to do that. There are uh, common rooms in those hotels where you can have like player lounges and you can hang out and play ping pong. But like, <laughs> weirdly, no doubles ping pong. Like you can't play next to each other. You can play across from one another, but you can't play like next to each other. Play doubles. Uh, <laughs> so you're supposed to do all of the things that they're gonna that we have to do. You're supposed to wear a mask when you're out and about. You're supposed to social distance. Uh, they're going to wear these little alarms that if you stand within six feet of somebody for more than, I forget what the number is, like five or 10 seconds, the thing's going to go off and let you know, hey, you're standing too close. So there's all of that. There's going to be daily testing, not that big three-foot-long nasal swab. It's going to be the, the you know a, a less invasive one. Uh, and assuming you test negative, you just go about your business and there's going to be practices. Uh, the, the games are going to be held in three three different arenas. And basically what, what the games is, one game is going to be played in one arena. Another game is going to be warming up in another arena. And the third one is just kind of waiting. And then when that first game is done, they start to disinfect that. The second game starts in the second arena. And then the third one starts to warm up. So by the time that third one starts, the first one's ready. And they start to warm up on that. And they go on like that. See? So it's, it's going to be restrictive, not to the point where they're in complete lockdown, like in China, where there are no rules or human rights or, you know, unions. So they can force these players to stay in hotels. These guys are going to have freedom of movement. There's going to be a golf course. You can go play golf. Um, so it's, it's not like you're com- on complete lockdown. You just got to be smart about it. Right. And I think once they get to like the second round of the playoffs and the families, you know, for some of those teams, yeah. um, I think that will make it easier. I mean, um, what are some of the C's players, um, you know, talking about going down and getting the restart and about, about being without their family for that, that short amount of time? Yeah. Well, the, the, all the guys, basically the guys with 
family up here, uh, the, the parents are, are the ones that are really looking at it as like, this is tough. You know, it, it's really going to be hard to go. Kemba Walker, single, no kids. He was like, yeah, I don't care. So he, he was totally fine with it. He's like, hey, whatever, I'll just go. He, he just wants to hoop. So uh, it, it's going to be tougher for some guys than it is for others. Uh, but the, you know, the ones with kids like Jason Tatum was really obviously like he, he, he didn't, he, he wasn't too keen on going. And I think a lot of these guys, not just on the Celtics, but around the league, they're not thrilled about the, the potential for being away for at least a month. Like you're, you're, they're going down now and the, they're going to be done in mid August. So you're going to, they're going to be gone for a little more than a month at minimum. And so that's, that's going to be tough as it is for everybody, even for like the Washington wizards or however many Brooklyn nets are left. Like that's just going to be tough for, for all of them. But uh, I think for a team like the Celtics, I feel like if they, if they were a seventh seed, some of these guys wouldn't go. But because they're a third seed and they like each other and they're excited about the possibility of playing for potentially a championship, I think, I think that kind of tipped the scales in full participation for the Celtics. Yeah, and I definitely agree. You know, like Brooklyn has, what, I think it's seven players that have opted out now. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and I understand that because they don't – they really don't have a chance. I mean, this turn – honestly, this year it is wide open to me. But still, those – the Brooklyn – the lower-ended seeded teams, they don't have a chance. Why risk it? You know, uh, like Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal opted out. You know, there's yeah. no way Washington makes it. Right, right. So, I mean, Beal is going to go and do what? For eight games. And, and that's the thing. Like, the fact that it was just eight games and already Davis Bertans opted out. So it's like, all right, well, that's he, he's not freaking Jordan, but he's still a good player and a key player for them. So I'm sure Bradley Beal is like, you know what? It's, 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 not, it's not worth it to me because he's in a position where he's, he could be angling for a trade he, th- th- there's any number of things that could happen in Bradley Beal's career. Why risk it for, for eight games? I think, and I tweeted this out earlier, but I think the reason they put eight games out there was because even though they're putting three exhibition games, to go from those three exhibition games directly to a postseason was not going to be ideal. Like they need, they need to ramp these guys up. So three preseason, quote-unquote, exhibition games is great eight regular season, quote unquote, seeding games, that that's a, a nice buffer to ramp these guys up. And then by the time playoffs roll around, there, there should have been ample time, a month's worth of getting themselves up to speed where they can go full bore in the playoffs and, and feel comfortable. Also, there are a few teams that are tied or, or close, and I don't think the NBA wanted to just rely on tiebreakers. And then finally, this was a plan that was ideally suited for getting Zion Williamson in the mix. And you've got Zion Williamson ratings juggernaut. Why not try to cash him in for eight games? Yeah. Yeah. And even the Memphis story, you know, with John Morant, you know, that's a good story too. I mean, for us, that's a, it means a lot, you know, because where are we going to get that pick, whether it's going to be lottery or not. So um, on my end, I'm rooting for Zion. <laughs> yeah. Right. They, right. You know, that he's seen. 
Yeah. I mean, look, it's why not? Why not? And even if, even if Zion gets and and New Orleans gets in and Memphis falls out, uh, if, if the pick for some reason, if they get lucky and they get a top six pick and they get to keep their pick, that's fine because next year it's, it's unprotected. And even if it's the, the 14th pick next year versus the 14th pick next year, this year, next year's draft is better, deeper. So, so the Celtics wouldn't mind the, the Pelicans sneaking in and Memphis getting insanely lucky and getting, getting into the top six and having this thing roll over to unprotected. Uh, Also, because I think Memphis is going to take a little step backwards next year. And uh, I I think that next year's pick is going to probably be better than this year's. Right. Yeah, I could agree with that. Um, So obviously there's been reports of Gordon Hayward um, going to leave in September for the birth of his son, which obviously family over everything. Now, Mm -hmm. what are the details on what he has to do to come back? So he has to get tested every day he's gone, first of all. And then when he gets back, if he's tested negative for every day, every day that he was gone, then when he comes back, it's a four-day quarantine. And he has to test negative each of those four days. And then on the last day of testing, he has to get that big long nasal swab because that's the most accurate test. So right. however many days he's gone, comes back, four-day quarantine, negative tests all the way through, final negative test with that big nasal swab. If he passes all of that stuff, then he can rejoin the team. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, obviously family over everything, but, you know, they might be in, in the middle of a deep playoff run. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in September, she's due in September. And the the playoffs start start in mid August and they end in mid October. So September, depending on where it is, could be conference finals could even be like close to the beginning of the NBA finals. So if the Celtics are still in it, there's a good chance they're going to be going pretty deep. Now they could also do something like schedule a C-section. And if they know that a certain, a certain day, they're going to have like two days off, let's say between a series Maybe they schedule a C-section for that first day and he goes and spends a couple of days and then comes back and maybe he only misses one or two games. There, there are scenarios just purely from a basketball perspective. I'm not saying that they should do this, but there are ways and it is possible that he doesn't miss as much time as you think. Now, do you know if, he, if uh, the family's going to – his family in particular is going to be going down there when they're allowed down there or is she staying no. up? In Boston she's, area. She's staying, she's going to Indy. They're going to be going she's to Indianapolis. Going to. So yeah, I mean, when, when Gordon goes down to Florida, they're going to Indy and they, they can't because she's going to be at that point, eight, eight months pregnant, almost nine months pregnant. So, I mean, she's going to be ready to have that kid at, at any time there. There's no doctor in the world that's going to let her fly into Florida. Now, I don't even think you're allowed to fly. I don't know what, what the rules are, but, um, even if she's allowed to, they're not going to let her fly into Florida at that point. Because then she's going to be giving birth in a Florida hospital. <laughs> no, no way, man. So I think they're going to keep that as, as safe as possible. You know, he can, he can charter a plane. He can get a private jet. He can get to Indy in a few hours. So it's uh, – she's going to go stay with the family. Gordon's parents are there. Her parents are there. 
they'll take care of her. Yeah, nice. I'm sure Danny can help uh, Gordon get out there if he needs to. Uh, it's, they'll, they'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Um, just one more last question for you. Um, yeah. What is your confidence level that, you know, we're going to be able to get down into Orlando, finish the year, and actually crown a champion? Um, you know, I, I'll put if, – if I had to put a number on it from, like, like a percentage, I'd say I'm probably around – I'll say 70% confident, which might be high for, for a lot of people. I, I, I can't help but be swayed by the, the, the numbers in Florida. Um, I did see that the Disney employees are not going to be tested when they come back to work. And I, I just don't know enough about who's going to be touching what and, and, I feel like there's just such a possibility, maybe even a probability of someone infected touching things that are going to get into the bubble. So I, I just don't feel a hundred percent confident that they're going to be able to stay COVID free in there. And I also don't fully trust all of the people involved to follow all the rules. And that's, Sad, but I think we've seen. We look at the numbers in Florida. Look at the numbers in Texas. That you can't you can't trust everybody to do the right thing. So I think somebody's going to screw up, and I think there's a possibility of something getting in. And the question there is, what happens once that happens? Does it cause an outbreak? Which would I think you know if if there's anything resembling an outbreak, which basically one person gives it to a bunch of people on a team then that will shut things down. Or is it just a few isolated cases? Like I always like to say, you could have 10 cases and have it just be 10 isolated cases. Or you could have 10 cases and it could be an outbreak. And in the case of isolated cases, then they just get treated like injuries and they move on. But if you get 10 players, 10, 10 cases in an outbreak, then that forces you to shut things down because that's going to decimate a team or that's going to go through a hotel and, and that becomes a much different thing. So I think, I think the plan from everything that I've heard and read, the plan is solid. It's not perfect, but it's solid, but it depends on everybody doing everything right. People not being jerks and thinking that they're impervious to this and it requires a little bit of luck. Right. Absolutely. Um, Steve, do you have any questions? Yeah, so say they get it all in. How far do you see the Celtics going? Well, the, I think I think they can get further in this scenario than they might have gotten in a regular playoffs, to be honest with you. Uh, yep. Because I think the Celtics, a couple of things. Brad Stevens, I think, is right when he says the team that can – I'm going to, I'm going to try to put it in Brad Stevens terminology. The team that can find great joy in this is, is basically the team that is going to be standing or, or put, put themselves in a great position to, um, to succeed. And in fact, here it is. I think the team that has a great grit to it finds great joy throughout the process stays together throughout the whole process will be the team that will have a great opportunity to be standing there. So 
that first that part sounds a lot is, like this Celtics team. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So first of all, that does sound like these guys, right? Like that's this team does have that. They do stay together. They enjoy each other. They've. Th- I think this Celtics team can be in a bubble for a few months and maybe by the end of it, they'll wear on each other maybe a little bit, but I think there's, they like each other enough where they can do it. And obviously they're very good. And it also is going to help that they are, are healthy now that all of those little nagging injuries where we didn't have a full starting five, we didn't have everybody healthy for more than like six games. Then I think that's going to be a, a, a factor too, but, all of this stuff that Brad's talking about, I think epitomizes this team. The second thing is, you know, a coach has control of the team when all of the other players are mimicking what the coach says. Like if you follow the Patriots, how many times have people talked about the Patriots way and all of a sudden the guy comes in and signs with the Patriots and he starts sounding like Belichick. It's like, man, that guy really has control of that team. Well, having talked to six or eight different players this week, I've, I've heard three or four different guys say something similar to this. They are buying into, that's my interpretation, what Brad Stevens is saying. And so Brad Stevens is selling this and the rest of the team is saying it too. They're, they're selling it too because they've bought in. That makes me think that they have a, a very good shot. So, even if they, they come up against a, a tough opponent, I think this type of thing could be something I, I, I would liken it to a, a home court advantage where does it, does it help you win a series? I don't know, maybe, but it could help you win a game or two, and that could be the difference in a series. So um, I, I think the Celtics have a great chance, a great chance to get to the conference finals. And then – then who knows? So I, I would not be surprised, even though it's unlikely. I would not be surprised to see the Celtics represent the East. Yeah, us either. I think Jess and I have both talked about it. There's something about them. But do you have a favorite player on the Celtics right now? Well, I think because of my role, it's hard to say. I've got I I I don't have that kind of fandom in me. Um, like I used to, um, I, I definitely have guys that when I say favorite players, like Marcus smart is one of my favorite players because I just enjoy talking to him. Um, and I do enjoy watching him, but I also enjoy watching Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And I think, I think uh, there are a lot of obviously really good players. I've enjoyed talking to Kimball Walker and, you know, it, it, it's not like it's not like when I was growing up because I grew up in Rhode Island, so I grew up a Celtics fan, and you know I had a a a real like soft spot for certain players. Nowadays, it's it's different when you're covering the team, and it's you know the, when you say a favorite a favorite guy, it's because you you actually like interacting with them, and any player that doesn't like to interact with us is someone that you're like, all right, well, I don't like him as much as, as this guy. And, and hopefully, you know, the, you, you do your best not to have that color your coverage because you, you want to be fair to everybody regardless. Like if somebody, if somebody, I don't care if somebody's an asshole, then I, I, I 
if, if they do something good, I'll say that they do something good. If they do something bad and they do something bad and whatever, um, I'll say when Marcus Smart screws up, I'll say that Marcus Smart screws up. Even though every time I talk to Marcus Smart, he's like the most pleasant, cordial guy, smiling, happy. Like it's, it's awesome. So I'll, I'll just, you I'll must just have had a fun year this year with all with, yeah. the, with that locker room. Well, yeah, especially after the, the Kyrie year. Um, yeah. but, um, it was, it was nice. It was nice. And to be able, like when Kemba comes in, like, I, I remember specifically like Kemba came in and I was asking him some silly questions. I'm doing like a silly little feature. We're just talking about like shopping and we're asking him questions. You're like, this, this is so meaningless, but he was just talking and answering. It was fine. And he, he seemed to enjoy it. And I was like, you know, thanks for, thanks for kind of like rolling with it as, as I, kept following up with like dumber and dumber questions. Like it's, he's like, thank you for not, not ma- making it feel like I was like wasting your time. It's like, ah, nah, man, it's cool. It's cool. I think, I think this team is, is the, they really do generally like each other. I mean, they're not all going out and hanging out all the time, but they do generally like each other. I don't think there's a single guy on this team that you can point to and be like, yeah, he's he's a he's a jerk. He looks nice, but he's a jerk. Like every single one of these guys is is a decent guy. And you know what? I think and that was one of the storylines from from the draft. After last year, the Celtics almost seemingly targeted guys with higher character, let's say. Yeah. Um yeah. and 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 I think it shows and 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 that I think does show up on the floor when they encourage each other. And when one guy is, is going off for a couple of straight games of 30, the other guys aren't sulking or somebody isn't like pissed off because they know at some point their, their turn's going to come around and they feel okay about it. Yeah. They almost have like a NCAA, you know, team like togetherness, almost like what Brad did in Butler, you know, um, a little bit. I just love this team. You know, I, I really do think they can go far. They get the mindset. Um, they have the second best defense in the league. And they also have the only team that has three players averaging over 20 points a game. Um, so, and you, and Hayward was, if he would have stayed healthy and we would have had the rest of the season, he probably could have averaged close to 20 as well. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it, it's a fun team and it sucks that we have to do this and <laughs> resume the season under these circumstances because this was a fun team. Um, and hopefully this could be a team that is fun again. Uh, and hopefully even without the crowd, we can, we can get that sense from, from them. I don't care about the crowd. I just want to see those floor hit, hit the court, you know? That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it is going to be uh, weird so- a little bit, not seeing fans, but. It'd be weird, but I am excited for what the TV broadcast can be. Uh, because as a former TV person, I think if somebody can be creative enough, I think there's there's real potential for some fun things in the TV broadcast. Do you think there'll be more like ads and stuff like on the side of the court? No, I don't think there'll be ads. I think they're they're going to save the side of the court for the social media, the social justice messaging. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do for. I think I think the advertising is going to be normal. Okay. okay. Um, 
yeah. Do you want to let everybody know where they can find you? Yeah, sure. You can follow me on Twitter at RedsArmy underscore John. Read my stuff, MassLive.com slash Celtics. And of course, my podcast, uh, Locked On Celtics Podcast. Yeah, guys, definitely check that out. Uh, A couple years ago, you were my go-to when I had any kind of questions. I'd be like, I'm going to ask John, got to ask John. Uh, (laughs) Feel free. And you're great at responding to people and interacting and stuff. So I hope everybody, you know, if they don't know you, go check you out. Oh, well, thank you very much. That means a lot. I, I try, so I'm glad it comes across a little bit. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right. Thanks, John. Have a good one. Okay. See you guys. See ya. Bye. So, Steve, um, what's your confidence level? Uh, uh, like it, some days it depends on the hour. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, it's probably, you know, 65, 70% maybe. I mean, like John said, I mean, if like the people at the hotels aren't getting tested, right. like, say, say one I, of them comes in you know, it doesn't realize they have it or whatever and infects half the t- a team. I mean, right. you really got to like say, oh, sorry, Lakers. That's for you, LeBron, because, <laughs> you know, if there's any team that it happens to, not that I'd wish it on anybody, but. You yeah, know, I say, saw that report, but I'm wondering if it, I don't know if it's strictly with the, where the NBA is going to have their so-called bubble. I think it's more at the resort because everyone thinks that this is like at the Disney World Resort. And this is a this is away from the resort. It's like its own little kind of little city almost. Because mm-hmm. uh, I believe I thought I heard that that people working there would be tested every day. Um, you know, not going into the players rooms when they're there. You know, I thought they had all these precautions already taken care of. Yeah, me too. And then, it, like, you hear other stuff, like, whether, you know, they don't know. <laughs> so, it's, I mean, I hope I'm dead wrong, obviously, and they actually make it. It's just, there's so many moving parts. It really only takes one part for things to get out of hand, so to speak. Right. And like John said, everybody, you know, not everybody's going to follow the rules. And that's where you're going to have an issue if you don't follow the rules. Uh, I'm not worried about our Celtics team, our Celtics players. I really think they're totally locked in focused and they're not, I don't think any of them are going to do, you know, not follow the rules. Um, I'll just feel more comfortable tomorrow. They leave tomorrow, head to Orlando. Mm -hmm. Once all the teams, you know, once all the teams get there and they're in that more closed off environment, I think I'll feel a little bit more comfortable about the season continuing because they can stay away from, all the people in Orlando and stuff, you know, because they're secluded. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait for them to get down there and hopefully everything can go as planned. Cause I mean, nobody wants, you know, to get into the second round of the playoffs or something and then something happens and you cancel the season again. Um, but like you said, there's so many moving parts, you know, you have to act on what happens. This is, un- you know, nobody's ever gone through anything like this. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'm a worrier to begin with, Boston fan, so that pretty much goes with the territory. But, I mean, I, I think I'll be more at ease, like, when everything gets started, because, you know, you kind of, 
least me on pins and needles on like if all of these sports are actually gonna start up again you know not ours not basketball but you know there's been a bunch of baseball players testing positive recently so it's you know anything can happen but can't wait till uh, we get game one in and we can actually see him on tv but till then i mean i'll definitely be at least a little bit nervous about it yeah yeah exactly until you see them and that per that first exhibition game is that'll make me happy i don't care if they're playing uh my high school team down the street you know you just can't wait to see them get back out on that court oh absolutely yeah um are you surprised more players haven't backed out yeah yeah definitely man because you know, family first, like we always say, and I mean, we basically know nothing about what their home lives are. Like, is their girlfriend, wife, you know, pregnant? You know, do they have a young, young kid that like has like, uh, you know, some medical issues? You know, there's just so many different things that could go on. You know, are they not happy about the money they're making? You know, are they worried about getting it themselves? So, yeah, right. I'm definitely surprised that not more have backed out. What about you? Um, yeah, I'm actually surprised more, like, towards the end of, you know, the seven, eight seeds, the play, you know, teams trying to get in. Um, some of those teams may only go there for eight games, and I don't – I just don't think it would be worth it, you know, to risk what you're risking for eight games and then see you later. You know, like Bradley Beal, not – I mean, always got a shoulder injury and stuff, but that's the right call for him. Yeah. You know, um, the one that surprised me of opting out because their team is a legitimate team. I don't think it's a championship team, but Victor Oladipo opting out in Indiana was a little bit of a surprise for me because he came back before the stoppage um, and has had this extra time, you know, off. So I'm really surprised um, that he opted out. Yeah, what did he say? He wanted to, like, concentrate on rehab? Was that his reasoning? I think, yeah, I believe so. I believe so. But that's all right. Um, I hope – now I hope that's who we face in the first round is Indy. <laughs> right. I, I'd rather play them over the Heat and, the, and Philly, so. Yeah, yeah. Miami's a problem. Yeah. And, and our games are eight games that we will play before the playoffs just got easier now because – seven Brooklyn Nets players aren't going. So, you know, they got to pretty much replace their half their team. Um, and then Oladipo being out in Indy, that's helped. Beal being out in Washington. Our, our schedule was one of the easier ones, and it got even easier. And Toronto is one of the worst ones. So I'd, I'd like to see, personally, the Celtics try to get that two seed. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to tell what Brad's going to do, but. You know, you got to get them back in shape, playing well, and if you have a shot to get the two seed, why not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited. You know, uh, at least this time, this time next week, we'll be they'll be in practices and getting close to exhibition games. Are they going to show any like video of them practicing, or is it pretty much off limits? I'm not sure, you know, like it's all new. So I, I would hope so. I'd hope that still would be those, um, 
you know, pictures and videos like we see now of them practicing in Boston, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, th I think we'll see some of the same, but um, I did not see, did you see if they're going to be showing the exhibition games on TV too? I didn't see, but I mean, you figured they would just to get something on TV. <laughs> right. Especially you'd be in that. And that's the thing. You'd be the only sports on TV. You know what yeah. I mean? The NBA, they can really, you know, draw some other viewers in with having the spotlight. I mean, I know baseball is supposed to start and hockey is supposed to start. Um, but I think that where they fall in them, their exhibition games and stuff, they're alone for a time. You know, people just want to see sports. I don't care what sport it is. They just want to see sports. Well, besides soccer for me. But right. <laughs> they just want to see sports. Yeah. Have you seen the, how Jason Tatum's looked recently? Packed on some yeah, muscle. <laughs> yeah, and he looks good. Um, I think who was it? I think it was, I think it was Enos Cantor that said he came in the gym the first day and he couldn't miss. He he just right. he's knocking everything down. We need that Jason Tatum. So yeah, save it. <laughs> yeah, stop shooting, making everything stop shooting. But yeah, um, that's all I really wanted to cover today. Do you have anything else? No, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, next week will be exciting because we'll actually, you know, like you said, hopefully have some videos and pictures and stuff of them practicing. Um, I'm sure that the players themselves will be posting stuff on Twitter and, you know, because this is all all new to everybody. So I'm sure, I'm excited. I can't wait. I mean, I keep <laughs> saying that, but I, I, I just can't wait till they get their feet on the court and have some meaning, meaningful games and – feel a lot more comfortable right yeah kids kids in candy store <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah that's all i got all right well where can people find you i am on twitter if we play for titles all right and you guys and can check out uh, i'm at at jessica snee and uh, the page is at shooting jays J-A-Y-S. So we will look forward to have everybody listen next week. Yeah. And yeah. Sounds we'll see good. you guys next week. All right. All right. Take it Bye. easy. Bye.